This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Today's episode is brought to you by TeePublic. Head to TeePublic.AnimatedCast.com for a selection of designs selected by the hosts of the Animatedcast. And welcome, everybody, to a Freakazoid episode. Freakazoid. Episode of the Animatedcast. Welcome to the very first episode of Freakazoid and Friends. Oh boy. This is the spin-off series of the Animaniacast. Go ahead and freak out, listeners, because today we are discussing the pilot episode of Freakazoid. We're revisiting all the cultural references and gags, and in the end we give the episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Do you want to see something strange and mystical? And across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hi there. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> well, today uh, we are talking about Freakazoid. And friends. And friends. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Freakazoid. Yes, indeed. Nathan made me do that uh, new intro right there, by the way. It's uh, it's growing on me i don't know if it's gonna fall off of me too but maybe oh it's really good (laughs) okay so anyway (laughs) today we were talking about episode one of freakazoid this is something i've been waiting for for quite some time because um well freakazoid was meant a lot to me growing up at least in high school it came to be right around the right the right time at least for my adolescent brain 1995 when i was a sophomore in high school and that's a, you know, a sophomore, I think, aren't they called wise fools? Isn't that the... Yeah. So I think that Perfect. this, I mean, this this show is very wise and foolish at the same time. <laughs> well, tell me, uh, Kelly, this was your first, this was your first experience with uh, Freakazoid, right? So you, yes. don't, you don't really have any, obviously, any memories of watching this. I know you've probably heard of the show, though, before, right? Yeah. I mean, I the theme song, I... I, I guess it would come on and then I'd see the opening and, and change it to something else because I guess something else was on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Emmy Award winning song. Yeah. Was Tom not Rivers. enough was not enough to keep Kelly involved. <laughs> but Nathan, tell us what are your what are some of your memories of Freakazoid? Oh, I love Freakazoid. I was a big Freakazoid fan. Um and it still makes me laugh to this day. I just I I really enjoy it. I just purchased, by the way, this is where we're going to synergize and just put our little uh, our tea Public store in. Mm-hmm. I just purchased two shirts from our tea Public store. They're both Freakazoid-themed. One, of course, is the Freakazoid logo, which, extra plug, has been approved by Tom Ruger. He actually bought that same shirt, so yay mm-hmm. me. And the other shirt that I purchased was, like, Stranger Things. 
except it says freakier things and it has the silhouette of Freakazoid on it. And I'll have you know that none other than the voice of Freakazoid himself, Paul Rugg, purchased that one ah. as a sweatshirt. And so, yeah, we have like, you know, merchandise endorsed by the creators of the show. I'm just saying. Yes, you know, FYI. But <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be wearing those. I'll, I'll make sure to take pictures of what they look like and everything. But let's talk about this episode in particular. If someone were to ask you about this first episode in just a few words, what would you tell them, Nathan? Uh, I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I think it was worth seeing. I don't know. I, I, uh, it's, it's, I would say it's a good intro. I, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, there could have been. I think any of these episodes could have been a pilot episode. All right. So it's a good pilot, is what you're saying. Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, Kelly, this is your first experience with it, so we're we're on we're waiting with bated breath. Well, what would be some words that you would say about this episode if someone were to ask uh, you about it? It it's different. Um, <laughs> I, I think he needs some uh, Adderall or something. <laughs> Very true. Well, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of the background of Freakazoid first. Nathan, tell us, when did this episode first premiere? Oh, this episode first premiered on September 5th, 1995. It was a Saturday, and it was the same Saturday that the Pinky the Brain episode, and it was two episodes of Animaniacs. I've said so much about it, um, but I'll say one other thing. Rayman, uh, the first episode, first game of that series came out like a week before this episode. What, Rayman Rabbits? Rayman, like, Legends it is now, but um, I don't know. It's like Rayman. There's a whole series of them, but it came out for the PS3 about a week before. Not familiar. Well, fine. (laughs) I've said too many things about it. Oh, how about a week before uh, the movie The Prophecy came out? which got $16 million or cost. It was a horror film. I, I never heard of it. Never heard of it either. You know, not there was not much to do that day. Yeah. Well, here's, here's <laughs> the thing. I'm a little confused because I thought that, um, and I think in Tucson, WGN sh- uh, showed uh, Kids WB Saturday morning lineup on Sundays hmm. instead of the Saturday. Um, but did Pinky and the Brain, I thought, I know that Pinky and the Brain was a, um, uh, the primetime series, right? I think but, they moved it to uh, Sundays, night? but the the very first one was Saturday morning, I believe. Oh, okay, okay, good to know. Good to know. At least that's what we're thinking. Yeah, the, the next like uh, so the first episode was Saturday, September ninth, and then the next episode of Pinking the Brain was on the seventeenth. Okay, it was, it was a Sunday, so a Sunday night from there on, and then yes, every night. Uh, it was a Wednesday, but yeah. yeah. And of course, this could all be wrong because we're just going off of Wikipedia. Stuff I remember, now. Joey. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about Freakazoid in general because, uh, first of all, where can you watch Freakazoid? This is not on Hulu. Yeah. I don't know why, but you can't watch we, Freakazoid. We have theories of why. Yeah, the, the theory that I... I have is that it's might be because of all the stock footage and stuff yeah. they show. And whenever you show that stock footage, you run the risk of having to pay royalties mm-hmm. to some other filmmakers or some, you know, somebody you don't have the rights to, which is not the problem with Muppet babies. Yeah. Muppet babies for years and years has not been able to be shown. But now that, I mean, I think it's a good chance of it being released now. Don't you think, especially if, 
Disney basically owns every movie company in the world, and <laughs> now that they own right. 20th Century well, Fox completely. Did, one good thing Disney about already owned the Muppets. Oh, but you're talking about like the Star Wars footage. Yeah, they showed so much footage of other movies and everything. Like Unless, unless it was a, an MGM movie or something like that they would walk into, then there's a good chance they might be able to show some of it. So Yeah, I think there's something like only about five different movie companies now. Yeah, it's insane. Well, transition, looking for one, can't do it, moving on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you can't find Freakazoid on Hulu, but where you can find Freakazoid is on the streaming service Verve, or VRV, I believe it is. And Verve is, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are already familiar with it because it has a lot of old classic, well, I say classic, or like 90s animation in it, in a bunch of anime and things like that. So if you're a fan of those kinds of things, then you probably already know a little bit about Verve. And that's where you can watch Freakazoid, actually, for free. It will show you some commercials. And if you become like a premium subscriber or something like that to it, you can actually watch uh, the Freakazoid series without any commercials. Um, there's other places you can watch it, too. Where? Like on a DVD. Yeah. And you can purchase it through amazon.animaniacast.com. That's true. You can. So you can get both seasons right there. Yeah. And they have like special features that way. So. And the special features are really, really good for these uh, Freakazoid episodes. And no commercials. And so. no commercials. That works out, too. <laughs> um, there's actually a really cool deal on, though, right now over at Walmart. And, uh, you know, we always want to promote Walmart and make sure they get enough yeah, they, money. Yeah, they don't get enough, you know. <laughs> but this is such a good deal <laughs> that I, I had to make sure our listeners know about it. You can get the first volume of Animaniacs, the first volume of Pinky and the Brain, the first two volumes of Tiny Toons, and the first volume of Freakazoid. It's an in-store only deal. But they're for fourteen ninety five. you can get those volumes. And the really cool thing about it is... Once you purchase it, they get a they give you a voodoo uh, code, you know the voodoo streaming service, mm. and then you can use that code to then get additional things. So you could technically get like Tiny Toons or Animaniacs Volume One, and then go online and then put in the code and then get Freakazoid for free. Boom. So and you can get even get like you get two, so you can get like Batman the Animated Series Volume One as well. Hmm. So that is perhaps the best deal right now to <laughs> to get it. Like get three things for the price of fifteen bucks. I think that's a great deal, personally. Uh, speaking of Batman the Animated Series, that kind of goes into the origins of Freakazoid itself because Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, I believe, were both approached by Steven Spielberg to make a superhero cartoon. Of course, we all know that. Bruce Tim and Paul Dini were behind Batman the Animated Series. And, of course, it was a huge success for the Fox Network. I believe the reason it didn't go to the Kids WB is there must have been some sort of contract that it was so successful that Fox signed it on, you know, for X amount of years. Yeah. Because it didn't actually go over to Kids WB until, like, 1997. Yeah, eventually it did. But yeah. same with, like, they had Superman and Batman around that Which, time. Yeah, I love the Superman show. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, Steven Spielberg said to Bruce Tim to, you know, he'd love to make it a, a freak as this freakazoid show. So, for, so Bruce Tim 
got together and they they did some models for the different drawings. Mm-hmm. And they actually designed what Freakazoid could would look like. They also designed a bunch of other characters, like Cave Guy, like uh, Jess. Is that or Steph? Steph. And there's Jess, and every there's yeah, a Jess. Yeah, all the background there. characters. All so. the background characters. <laughs> so many, in fact, that uh, some of them they they didn't really have any backstory to them. They just kind of like. Uh, well, I'll get more into that in a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> they just made a bunch of cool-looking characters. But the show that Steven Spielberg wanted to have was a lot different than the show that Bruce Timm was kind of willing to, to make. He's used to making kind of a dark... Yeah, he's he's used to being kind of a darker kind of uh, show. So the Freakazoid that Bruce Timm was coming up with didn't match up with the show that Steven Spielberg wanted. So Bruce Tim said, hey, you know what? Why don't you go ahead on this one and work with Tom Ruger, who really can up the silliness. And the ideas that Bruce Tim had for Freakazoid, his version of Freakazoid anyway, eventually kind of morphed into the Creeper, who became a character on Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. And the Creeper is like this yellowish orange guy with like this big red yeah he's like a coat or like a fur fur coat of something so, yeah i remember he's jumping on swinging on street lights and stuff like that but yeah he he, he um he's a weird guy yeah <laughs> i like freakazoid better but personally yes <laughs> it's not for everybody but he definitely i like freakazoid better but anyway so that's kind of the origin of it so but because of that you look at these models of you know steph and everybody and they don't look the same they don't look like the same style yeah. of Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Tiny Tunes, yeah. Yeah, it's like, much more of a you know, you look at Steph, for example, and you're like, um it looks like Betty from Betty and Veronica. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a very Bruce Timish kind of look to them. And uh that's our background right there. Uh and there's a lot more it that's really awesome that's in the the Freakazoid DVDs. And hopefully we'll have Tom Ruger and uh Paul Rugg and you know John yeah, McCann on back on. Let's get yeah. him back on. We've had we've had all. It's so awesome. I was like kept watching the show today with my uh, students. And I told them when it started off that oh yeah, I know those people. I know <laughs> I know Tom Ruger and the creator of the show, and I know Paul Rugg. We're voice great of the, friends. Yeah, we're we're like besties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, any any time I can brag and. and slightly impress a middle school student i'm like success it's cool anyway uh so we'll have to get him back on the show again so we can talk a little bit more because most of our conversations have just circulated around animaniacs not as much freakazoid so now we have a chance to actually talk about a little bit of freakazoid with them get that reboot started sure (laughs) (laughs) well uh, let's go ahead and talk about the the opening of today's episode uh, it starts off with a weather report, basically. Well, we don't know it's a weather report. Yeah. Terror. Terror in the night. The whipping, howling, unforgiving winds crash into the clouds, and rain falls no matter where you turn. There is no escape. No escaping the true horror. Very dramatic reading by Freakazoid turning into a very sunny weather report. Hmm. A sudden silence, and then screaming thunder, lightning, floods, tornadoes, famine, pestilence, fire, earthquakes! Ah! 
giving way to hazy afternoon sunshine. I'll be back with a five-day forecast after this. I showed this to the students. They had no idea what I was uh, going to show them this afternoon. But I said, hey, guys, I want you to watch this cartoon. And I'll tell you, this beginning really captivated them because Freakazoid was right up there looking right at them. <laughs> and then as soon as he was all happy, they were like, what show is this? <laughs> uh, well, what, there's not really references. Well, actually, I take that back, but we'll get to it in just a minute. There is a perhaps the most obscure reference I've ever heard <laughs> Yep, ever in this opening part and i'll get to that in a minute but uh kelly what did you think about this opening because this is your first exposure to freakazoid what are your thoughts i didn't know what was going on i like you said he's being very dramatic and you know i was expecting some big storm or something and then it sort of zooms out and he's pointing at a weather map it is Absolutely not what you would expect. Uh, Nathan, what were your thoughts when you saw this again? Uh, I didn't remember the punchline, and it was exciting to hear it. I knew something was coming, of course. And <laughs> I like when Freakazoid uh, goes into the high pit, or like low, like a, a sudden calm silence. And then, and then yeah. going right back into his <laughs> scary voices. Uh, now, here's the here's the obscure reference. And I would not have ever thought of this being a cultural reference, but mm-hmm. it was. Tom Ruger actually says in the commentary for this episode, which this this series, two of the, the only the first two episodes, mm-hmm. but this series does have directors or you know creators commentary. On I think it. on episode twelve too. I think that's they... true. They have a they have a talking as it's like kind of like a video. Never mind. There's yeah. commentary. The fact is, there's commentary on yeah. these Freakazoid DVDs. Even more reason to get them. But uh, <laughs> Tom Ruger mentions that this opening was actually a reference to a Marty Feldman sketch from the Dean Martin Presents the Gold Diggers show. I looked for this <laughs> this morning, and I spent about 30 minutes looking for at, through old Dean Martin clips, trying to find where Marty Feldman was doing something similar to Freakazoid like this, and I could not find it. Until uh, right now. Nope. Oh, I thought you were going to play a clip. No, I couldn't find it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, or maybe I did, and I'm going to play it right now. There it is. No, it's not. Okay. So that was incredibly obscure. Now, Marty Feldman, most people would probably know him as Igor from Young Frankenstein. And uh, I I always thought Marty Feldman is hilarious, although I'm not too familiar with much of his other work other than Young Frankenstein. But I like him in that movie. Yeah. Well, getting right into our theme song, the Freakazoid theme song. Of course, the music was written by uh, Richard Stone and mm-hmm. then he then gave the music to Tom Ruger who wrote the lyrics for yeah, it. Yeah, I think we talked to Tom about that on the show. <laughs> yeah, but. and it, it's and uh, it seems so odd like you think you would write the lyrics first and then the music would match up well, with that, it. That's what happened for Picking the Brain for instance. Mm-hmm. They, he wrote the lyrics first and then wrote the well is it is it i think look pinky the brain was singing in the rain yeah that's why he wrote the lyrics first to that well the tune we had the tune first in that case too so i I guess that's true yeah but that's not the tune they use well that's true well anyway (laughs) it's kind of flip flop flip flop whatever yeah uh but this of course won an emmy award it's al breitenbach who i believe edited the animaniac suite uh put the uh this all together with the 
for the Animaniacs, uh, for the Freakazoid theme, I should say. I say Animaniacs theme because it is, it hits those little Tom Ruger notes. Of yeah, introducing. Introduce the characters, at least the major ones, and how, what's going on in this story. Like, we don't get to the actual origin of Freakazoid for a couple more episodes. Yeah. But you already knew it based upon the theme song that he yeah. got sucked into a computer into the internet. Dexter Douglas, yeah. Computer ace and then sucked yep. into the internet. Uh, now, I will say that one of my students, when I was showing him this this right here this afternoon, immediately said, is this like freak, Is this like um, Animaniacs? Mm. And I went, yes. <laughs> and I was like, "How? why do you think this is anima- like Animaniacs? He said, oh, well, when he's hitting those people on the head. Hmm. And I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "That that kid knows his Animaniacs theme song right there." So yeah, just introducing like these are the villains. Yeah. These are the villains that he's going to be facing off, just like uh, Yakko was beating the heads of the people that they were going to be bothering. Right. Uh, well, let me talk. To, let's go to you guys. What were your thoughts about the Freakazoid theme song? Let's start with you, Kelly. Well, like I said, uh, that that's really about the only part of the show I was familiar with. Um, but it's really catchy um and it gets in your head and it won't be <laughs> no it won't <laughs> one cultural reference floyd the barber that's about it the only cultural reference i could find mm-hmm. of course there's that weird chimpanzee i don't know what that where that what movie that chimpanzee's from but there's multiple chimpanzees Stock footage it's pretty cool <laughs> nathan what about you what do you like about the theme song um i just like that like it's different every week almost at least it's yeah there'd be like little changes like if you pay attention like the chimp would be a different chip or they would say free kazoo instead free of kazoo yeah yeah um and it was just fun hearing those and it kept me uh interested in the theme song and i i love how the the theme song ends with if not we'll be unemployed <laughs> i just think it's such a uh it's just such a cute theme song I, it's a very funny theme song, and I've heard it hundreds of times and still like it. So yeah. that's got to be a good sign that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to get into our first segment, and it is Dance of Doom. And Dance of Doom was written by John P. McCann, and it was directed by Ronaldo del Carmen. <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronald del Carbon, Ronald of the Carbon, <laughs> perfect. Ronald of the Carmen, yes, indeed. Uh, Kelly, tell us what happens here in Dance of Doom. Okay, there's a, a cave guy, and uh, he holds the high school Harry Connick Jr. High School hostage during a dance that is in honor of daylight savings time. <laughs> Which is the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. And they've been like standing outside, like, daylight savings time rules, yay! At the same time, innocent high school students attended a dance in honor of daylight savings time. Daylight savings time rules! It's rocking, man! Yeah! I mean, it's, it's a weird thing to be excited about, but, you know, more power to them, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, any excuse to party. <laughs> and uh, Dexter, uh, a.k.a. Freakazoid, is um, at home and he's on his computer and researching his retirement and planning things. And his mom's like, don't 
don't you want to go to the dance in there dance tonight? And he uh, said he doesn't want to go. And as he says that, he's sort of reminiscing of asking these girls out. And one of them has to have something removed. And, you know, they all have these excuses as to why they, they can't go to the dance with them. And uh, so he'd rather just sit at home preparing for his inevitable retirement many, many years <laughs> in the future. You spend far too much time with your computer. It's not healthy. It's my life. That's so very, very sad. And uh, so his parents, they go, his mom goes downstairs and his parents are watching TV. And uh, that's when he sees the thing about the high school being held hostage. And he's like, that's my high school. So he freaks out (laughs) and um, becomes freakazoid. And he's on his way to high school, and then a cop asks him if he wants to go get a mint. Cosgrove, <laughs> you'll you'll learn more about Cosgrove later. Don't worry, Kelly. Okay, will I will I understand why they went for a mint? <laughs> because it's minty and it's delicious. Okay, It'll all makes sense but, by the end. But just a mint, singular. Yeah, yeah they went for a mint. mint. You, you want to okay. overindulge? Okay. <laughs> I gotta say, that was one fine mint. Sure was. Oh, by the way, we need it over at that hostage thing at Harry Connick High. That's right! Duty calls! Hello, Duty! I'm coming! Freakazoi goes to the high school, and he takes the opportunity to fuss at the, uh, the ladies who turned him down for the dance. They have no idea that he's actually Dexter in disguise. But he's like, you, you lied. You lied about, you know, having something else to do tonight. Steph, you fibbed to Dex about washing your hair. If this were an after-school special, ooh, you'd pay a bittersweet price for your little deceit. Like getting big oily zits or, or eating off the same plate as David Lee Roth. Ew. Ugh. Oh, 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 it's the plate, and he's been on it, don't you under, oh, think about it, I'll be over talking with Jim. The caveman, who actually is pretty refined, I mean, he actually can speak yes, well, his, and. He's, his name is Royce Mumfrey, Mumfrey yeah. by the way, <laughs> he's, he's not just cave guy, but yeah. yes, his real name is Royce Mumfrey, he's very, he's so, very dignified. <laughs> He um <laughs> he he wants to go and hang out at the Hamptons, but uh, you know he's he's holding people high, hostage at the high school, and uh, so Freakazoid confronts him, and um, and at some point he or multiple points actually he turns into the director. I mean, not really. Yes. Voice <laughs> does. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still Freakazoid, but it's like, wait a minute, I know that voice, and. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly has- what I thought when I saw this episode for the first time, and it got me <laughs> excited because I was like, "Oh, Mr. Direct! That's the guy who does Mr. Director." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he totally, totally does the Mr. Director thing. Low bridge, everybody down. Low bridge, cave guy's underwear is brown, brown, brown. It looks like he's got the cooties, ooties. Goodbye. Stop the singing now. End the singing song. Stop. Go. Enough with the song. Stop. Bring it down. Calm down. Stop. Shh. 
Everybody's go with me on this side of the room. Everybody down. Yeah, he has everybody kind of get down and get quiet at the um, in the dance, and um, then uh, pretty much saves the day. Yeah, it's it's a very short like it's yeah he uh, he he ends up what Uh, he he holds a he jumps up on a basketball uh, hoop Mm -hmm. and the the cave guy tries to grab it grab the backboard they're both pulling they're both pulling it so that uh, and and Freakazoid has a very funny line he says I love you Mm -hmm. and uh, but eventually crashes it down on his yeah he just lets it go so the cave yeah crashes it it. they lock him up Um, and then. Well, all the girls are very much like well, except for, except for what, what's her name again? Jess, I think her name. Yeah, is. I think Jess. Jess is not in, not impressed with Freakazoid being silly. Ha! Stupid. The other two girls uh, are, and uh, Steph is the only one we see again. The blonde one, mm-hmm. by the way. The other two girls, Kelly, you'll never see again. <laughs> oh, wow. You'll never see them it's, again. I always thought there was going to be a secret like romance. Yeah, like, like a between... Betty and Veronica kind of thing between those, the blonde and the brunette, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, and like Freakazoid w- girlfriend would have been, you know. Well, it's like um, it's like the first uh, skit or segment, I guess, where you don't know what's going on and, and you think it's some dramatic a storm or something like that and then it's actually a weather map it's subverting expectations yes. so basically uh the creators of freakazoid are like ryan johnson <laughs> and... i hope they take that as a compliment right right <laughs> no i mean i have nothing against them uh yoda is in uh the, the last jedi, last jedi yeah. so i have nothing against ryan johnson i think he's awesome because yoda <laughs> And uh, it's also a good movie. So exactly. yeah, but no, it's it's. I'm just kind of. But it's true. You think you're gonna go. Do you think it's going to? You think the thing is gonna go one direction, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. And I think a great ex, a great example of that is Jeepers. Jeepers. <laughs> you have this whole plot line, <laughs> this subplot going subplot on. Subplot of Jeepers, who has a mystical watch. An ordinary watch, you say? Hardly. For it has a secret power. A bizarre power. The power to turn beavers into gold. And of course, a pet store that has beavers in the window. Beavers, yeah. (laughs) Goes to the beaver pet store and, and. transforms two beavers that are just gnawing on some wood midnight uh you know chowing down but, but it's kind of like he's a MacGuffin, but i mean it, 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 he's not an object they're searching for no. but it's it, sort of similar in that regard but you're like, like you oh this bad guy's he's gonna come at the end and he's gonna really like freakers guy's gonna take care of the cave guy but then right at the end oh here comes jeepers or Actually, we don't even know his name. Yeah, he doesn't have a name in this episode. <laughs> I didn't realize until like the third time watching it that Freakazoid calls him Jeepers. You want to see something strange and mystical? No! Get out of here with that watch! Lay off the poor beavers, will you? Jeez! You're a creep! Go away! We're having 
a good time until you showed up, jeepers! Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. But the way he says his name almost sounds like Freakazoid is saying, you know, just the expression. Jeepers. Yeah, and it might have. Just, I th- it probably have, came out as yeah, that because that my whole guess. rant is. Uh, yeah, it's all improv. So. Yeah, there is so much improv, by the way, Kelly, in this. In fact, there's the the opening uh, part of uh, Freakazoid, you know, freaking out and then going hello and everything. I'm in like the that. show. <laughs> a lot of that was improv, and of course, uh, a lot of the interactions that he has in the dance are completely improv by mm-hmm. uh, Paul Rugg. Everyone, everybody down. Everybody down. Yeah. I think he said in the commentary that John McCann wrote Low Bridge, Everybody Down. Uh, yeah, he just wrote Low Bridge, and then yeah. everything after that is... And then everything else is, is kind of improv from there. So there's a, there's a lot of things to talk about in the, in the commentary, how this was, this was Paul Rugg's uh, audition, was actually this... The stuff that we hear is actually the audition mm-hmm. that Paul Rugg put out. And they had other people come in to audition for Freakazoid, but everybody, everybody was like, oh, we're going to be freaky. So they just kind of did Robin Williams impressions and things mm-hmm. like yeah. that. And they were like, oh, that's not really what we want. So you know how these things are. You go, well, it, you try it out. You're you know, writing the show. So he tried it and he sounded perfect. And apparently there's like these... there's somewhere maybe tom ruger has it somewhere oh my gosh wouldn't that be funny to find like the actual track but he said it goes on for like 10 minutes of this improv of like everybody down and it goes on forever and ever and uh every time that he would think like okay i gotta stop it now tom would just keep going keep keep going keep going going. if he would look over in the booth and see tom laughing he's like i guess this is good because yeah (laughs) you're, you're doing improv in an empty room Yes, he's saying it's just like. But he would just see Tom. We hear this from a lot of the people that we've interviewed and we've talked to. Is that if you saw Tom Ruger in the booth, doubled over, or just kind of like laughing hysteric, you know, laughing, you knew you were doing a good job. I think we heard that from um, the Good Feathers, and even I think when Paul was on as well, he said something similar. Um, and just from our experience with talking with with Tom, it's true. And you see, Tom has a very big laugh. And he will, you'll see him kind of, because we video Skype with him when we're, he's on the show, and you'll see him kind of like bouncing around the place, laughing every now and then. And that is, it's, it, it is, I can only imagine what that would have looked like actually in the, in the creation mm. of the show. So very, very cool to see. Uh, so Jeepers is uh, thrown away. He's, he'll be back in the second <laughs> season of Animaniacs, or <laughs> keep saying Animaniacs. <laughs> He'll be back in the second season of Freakazoid. And until then, uh, we have Freakazoid uh, partnered up with this other brunette girl who might forget her name because it's not important. She's never seen again. Valerie. Valerie. And Jill was the other. Jill. Okay. Thank you so much for clarifying that so other people don't have to tweet me. (laughs) Although some people like to live tweet as we're talking. So that's always fine. fine. too. That's always fine. And I go, yeah, we already... Keep listening. <laughs> well, anyway. Shut up. That's John Mariano. He's the voice of Bobby from the Good Feathers. And you're listening to the Animaniacast. <sighs> we untie me now? Shh, call it. I'm listening to the program.
Let's go ahead and talk about some of the references that are in this. Uh, we have a quick appearance by Batman, in case you couldn't figure out who that was. Who <laughs> <laughs> at the time was not on the network, but later on would be on the WB yes, network. indeed. Uh, I think the biggest, at least the, the most obscure reference in this is when Freakazoid is operating the ventriloquism, uh, man, not mannequin, uh, what do they call Marionette. Mm-hmm. And... He says at the end, pull the string. <laughs> Why was there a mint scene? Did it reveal character? How was the story advanced? We may never know. But now, now on, on with, with the, the adventures adventure. of Freakazoid. Pull the string. <laughs> and I loved that line as a kid. Like, I just I didn't watch know, it. Yeah, I don't I know what it's no from. I no idea what it's from. I just thought it was funny because he's talking funny. Isn't that funny? It turns out it was, he said that because they were watching the movie Ed Wood, the, the, uh, uh, oh gosh, now I can't even think of the director's name, uh, Tim Burton. Ah, Tim Burton. Yeah, the Tim Burton Ed Wood movie. I've seen it. And in the scene, Martin Landau plays Bella Lugosi. So it's a, it's a reference to Bella Lugosi speaking in Glen or Glenda, but it's even a little bit, <laughs> additional layer on top of that in fact it's martin landau doing bella lugosi <laughs> so you have freakazoid doing martin landau doing bella lugosi <laughs> there you go layers just, upon layers and this is something yes. you know the kids are going to get this joke so totally going like... to get it it's, <laughs> as they say in the uh, in the commentary that so far we have uh martin landau and uh you know we have marty feldman uh you know <laughs> things going on so kids love this stuff <laughs> be there Take care. Be fair. Wait. Pull the string. Pull the string. Cut. Perfect. They mentioned some. People like what they have, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, right? Van Damme, David Minnie, Lee Roth, Lee, David Lee Roth, Minnie Pearl, Minnie Pearl is perhaps the the most obscure one. Minnie Pearl was on Hee Haw, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. My granny <laughs> loved Hee Haw. Uh, see, Hee Haw was one of those, and I can only imagine in Georgia how it was probably even stronger than uh, in in here. But even in Arizona, I remember, uh, you know, there's a big country. There's a lot of country fans here in Arizona, obviously, and I remember my aunt and uncle liked that show when I was a little kid. Used to see it quite often. Um, I would only pay attention to it if there was like some jokes going on or if the cartoon Donkey was on. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I only remember them like hanging out in like haystacks yep. or corn stalks or something and joking with each other. And yeah. then I do remember Minnie Pearl with the she had like a little it's like a tea bag or something on her head. I think it was a price tag. Price tag. Yeah, the, I always thought it was a tea bag. Like I don't know. Yeah, you, Granny you, was always making sweet tea, and she made the best sweet tea because <laughs> you know down here in the South, that's all we drink is sweet tea. <laughs> and um, so I just always assumed it was like a little tea bag or something. But yeah, yeah I think you're right. It's a pr- probably a price tag. <laughs> uh, the last thing I think we should mention is really the the Low Bridge song. <laughs> I love that part so much. I remember. Rewind. I remember hysterically laughing to this low bridge thing as a kid. And I was in high school drama at the time. 
and I would, I went to our thespian conference, and I remember reciting this to people and doing my best impression of Freakazoid as I could, <laughs> which I, I gotta say it was weird. I played the I played the episode twice during the day today during school. I played it during lunch, kind of in the background. And when Freakazoid first started talking, some of the kids thought that I was on TV. <laughs> They're like, is that you? They like turned around, they saw a cartoon. They're like, I thought that was you. And I'm like, well, I guess it, I guess he really rubbed off on me then as a kid because now apparently I act and at least uh, talk like Freakazoid from time to time. So I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. But yes, I would always go to the people in my drama class and go, low bridge, everybody down. <laughs> Low bridge, cave guys underwear is brown, brown, brown. <laughs> I I still know the whole thing. It's great, which is in, insane because I had no idea it was improv. To me, it was like this is perfectly yeah. written, Ooh. so masterfully written. Yeah, everybody on this side shh, of the room, shh, shh, on this side <laughs> of the room, sing with me now. Ah, <laughs> uh, but. That that was it for the references, but let's go talk to Nathan. What are some moments? Obviously, I love the low bridge thing. That's probably my favorite part of this whole uh, opening thing. But what are some things that you particularly like? I mean, just Jeepers is so funny. Just the the yelling at the very end that that he goes off on. Um, and then uh, Dexter's mom, the character model on that, just an insane just smile. Yeah. <laughs> And like, that's is that Tress McNeil that does her yes. voice. And, it's like if if uh, Mrs. Cleaver was like insane, like she looked like a, a just an insane ventriloquism dummy. And and Dexter's dad, we should mention, is uh, voiced by John P. McCann, mm-hmm. and he does a, a very funny jokes too. That that whole uh, all the pizza rolls, <laughs> your mom ate them. <laughs> yeah, that makes me laugh each time. And just how happy she is. I was peckish. <laughs> Are there any pizza rolls left? Your mother ate them all. All 24. I was packish. I could make some more. <laughs> Kelly, what are some moments that stood out for you that you thought were good? Uh, well, I, I did like the David Lee Roth stuff. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. Because um, he, he went on for about that for a while. He did. The, the after school special stuff. Which I don't remember. Was David Lee Roth ever in an after-school special? <laughs> I just remember him being on Van Halen, but what an after-school special that would be if David Lee Roth was involved. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but there used to be a lot of after-school specials, so who, who knows? Who knows? But he is kind uh, of a disgusting, weird guy, so you definitely would not want to eat off a plate that David Lee Roth had eaten on, because that is gross. Sure. It, it would not even be something I would ever think think of. Yep. Well, you can again thank thank Paul Rugg's weird improv brain for that yeah. line coming out because this is just it's weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, w- when he was sort of confronting the girls that uh, rejected him, I just thought that was kind of funny. Hi, Jill. I understand you had something removed. Maybe that something was your heart. <gasps> just kidding. I'm sure it was a mole or something gross. Ooh. <clears throat> Commercials, then more Freakazoid. Freakazoid will be right back on Kids WB. 
Hey, Robert, why should people listen to another retro gaming podcast? You mean our cast, David? We do have to keep this short, you know. Yes, well, I guess we should start with the fact we celebrate old school video games. And we have awesome guests and game giveaways. Don't forget that. Plus our game show and your favorite segment, Random Select. <sighs> Don't remind me. Are we done yet? Listen to our cast, another retro gaming podcast, part of RetroZap.com. Finally, back to my beer. Do you like the Animaniacast? Well, the PodCoin app pays you to listen to this podcast, and in fact, every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and then you earn PodCoin while you listen, and then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or if you're a charitable type, you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code ANIMANIACS, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there, you could get a cappuccino at Starbucks. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code ANIMANIACS today. It's WB continues with more Freakazoid. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the center section, sort of, is a song. It's the Animaniacs theme, in a way. It's Freakazoid and Friends. It's time for Freakazoid and Friends, where the insanity never ends. Just as we defend, you're sure to get the bend from Freakazoid and Friends. Again, I was watching this with the with students in my uh, after-school class, and they thought they were going to watch Freak, uh, Animaniacs all of a sudden. They're like, oh, I love this show. And then Freakazoid jumped down. Oh, yeah, because immediately the Warners are out there. Yeah, they're like, oh, I love this show. I love this show. And then Freakazoid jumps down and starts bouncing on the Warner Brothers lot, and they're like, wait a second. But there are lots of different characters that are introduced in this song. Some of them, Kelly, spoiler alert, Never appear again. <laughs> Which um, I always got excited about one in particular. Yeah, I'll, I'll run through them. So we have a Lobe and Booger Beast, a Candlejack, Cobra Queen, Cave Guy, Fanboy, Moron, a, a character named Eye of Newt, which mm-hmm. is that giant eyeball, never seen again. I think it's like based off Newt Gin- Gingrich. Gingrich. That's Newt Same Gingrich's hair. hair on top of the giant, giant eyeball. So. Eye of Newt. I think I'm at the mall one time. <laughs> I think you said, you know what? You mentioned that, but I remember yeah. you talking about that. Yeah. I mean, that was, I, I didn't really even know who he was. I mean, I think I knew the name because how can you not remember the name Newt? But <laughs> we were at the mall and my mom's like, oh, there's Newt Gingrich. And I don't know if she was excited or sad or, you know, <laughs> what yeah. her political leanings were at that point but it was like oh okay that's that guy here about on the i mean i was little i was like super young um but i just remember that name yeah it's, it's hard why to... would you name your child newt <laughs> she turned me into a newt <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway. well the uh, uh, some of the other characters that we we show real quick are of course steph is getting <laughs> work done on her teeth apparently i don't know uh, never used uh, Freakazoid as your dentist, by the way. I don't think that would be a good idea. Mm. Uh, Roddy McStew, who's jumping up and down in a kilt, he's shown Lord Bravery, uh, the Gnomes, uh, Cosgrove, the Huntsman, Toby Danger, 
and Freakazette. <laughs> the lovely shade of blue. And then it, it's kind of, you know, it, it it introduces more of the characters. It's kind of like a good alternate theme song to the series, but I'm glad they went with the, the theme that they used. It would be very weird if they decided to do the exact Yeah, same. oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be so confusing? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think people would like the show that much if they, like, oh, I'm going to watch Animaniacs. Wait a minute, what is this? It would just and get too Freakazoid confusing. and Prince isn't a good name, except for yeah. a podcast. <gasps> oh, boy. <laughs> Well, uh, Nathan, I think I know what you're going to talk about. What what were you what what did you like about this theme, and what did you not like about the theme? Um, I liked uh, Free Gazette, and I'm very excited to see an episode about Free Gazette. Well, I hate to tell you this, Nathan, but Free Gazette mm-hmm. doesn't appear until the, the reboot. Nope. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we need a reboot. I need Free Gazette. <laughs> no Free Gazette, and I'll talk more about. Free Gazette in just a second because I had some students that were very curious about Free Gazette and just they initially saw her too. They were excited. But Kelly, uh, what did you think about this theme song? Oh, I thought it was cute. I mean, of course, it was the Animaniacs tune and and everything. Um, but there was a lot going on with it, with the, all the name dropping did for you, all the different characters. Did you notice a cameo during the theme song? No, I tried to watch pretty carefully. There was a lot going on. Kelly, you're going to have to watch it again. You know they're showing at one point they show the ratings and how the ratings are going down, down, down into the, into toilet. the toilet. Well, okay. sitting there at the conference table With is Steven Spielberg. It's Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. I didn't want to mention it. I was like, Kelly's well, going to say this. <laughs> I, you know, if I'd watched it on a TV, you know, or a DVD, I, I may have noticed, what but the... I was watching it on my phone. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty small screen. Um Yeah, Steven. So that's that's my excuse, but <laughs> I'm I'm tormented to know I miss Steven. You missed him. I, it. I always look for him. Like anytime I see some you know, a new episode of anything that I hadn't seen before, I'm always like, Oh, it's they're going to put a Steven Spielberg cameo in here somewhere because I don't want to miss it. <laughs> well, I'm back too fast. It's Steven Spielberg is sitting there uh, at the conference table and a caricature of Gene McCurdy is actually they're right next to very bored. <laughs> looking very bored and upset oh. with Freakazoid ratings, which ironically, it was self, so re- self-referential to the point that they, they didn't know that the ratings were going to be as low as I think they ended up being, mm. unfortunately. But well, just, they kept moving the show around too. Right? That, it like, wasn't their fault. That's the yeah. thing. It were was, the ratings really that bad? They, I mean, it, it lasted kind of, for two seasons. It, yeah, but they wanted more. I think yeah. they knew by the end of the second season that. Well, the first season, as we're going to see in the next few episodes, they kind of did one-offs of like, here's a, a special segment on Lord Bravery, and now here's one on, uh, oh gosh, no, the gnomes, the gnomes, exactly, yeah. all these different things. And then in the second season, the. Uh, the WB was like, no, you need to just do a whole 30 minutes with Freakazoid. Oh, and they just, were still good episodes, but it, you kind of missed out on that kind of randomness of where it these can other be anything kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let me tell you what happened here with uh, the Freakazoid theme here. So um, we're watching this and two girls are watching it and they're laughing. They really liked the first segment. And they were laughing with the whole everybody down <laughs> thing. Too. Oh, yeah. The part of that. But... It, they, the caricature of Dance of Doom whenever the ghost is and they have the different names of Dance of Doom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, what is the, what from Hades? The yeah. hop from Hades, I think. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, 
Oh my gosh, we forgot to mention Weena McCater or the Hopping Woman and all the other names that John McCann came oh, up yeah. with. Oh yeah. So many good things in this. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Moving on. One of the girl the two of the girls were like, Who's that is that is that a girl version of Freakazoid? And it's like, Yep. And they're like, Oh, that's cool. And they're like, and she never appears on the show. And they're like, Why? <laughs> they were so upset. They uh they really wanted to see that freakazette show up, but uh I know I broke their hearts uh, too too soon. I was looking in the wiki, uh the fan wiki. Apparently there was an episode written uh for Freakazette, but it was never It had to be Steph, right? Yeah, that well that's why it was written. It was written as Steph being Freakazette. But yeah. they don't know if that was the intention of this because it was different writers by then, so it was in season two, someone was finally gonna get down to writing Freakazette, but uh yeah, it just never never happened. Oh well. Well, yeah, that's our that's our quick little uh, theme, and now we close it off with the most exciting segment in the world. This is Handman. <laughs> and now another chapter in Freakazoid's never-ending search for the perfect sidekick, the Sidekick Chronicles. Today's episode, Handman. Handman was written by Tom Ruger. And it was directed by Jack Hyder, or Hater. Don't be a hater. <laughs> Nathan, uh, what happens here in Handman? All right. Well, uh, Freakazoid is trapped. Well, he's surrounded by a bunch of cannons and guns pointing right at him. And the lobe has him surrounded, basically, with all these weapons. And Freakazoid, I, he has nothing to do except call in his sidekick and the lobe which is the bad guy there. He says, you don't have a sidekick. And out pops uh, his sidekick, Handman, which uh, looks very much like Freakazoid's hand. I'm right here. Handman, you've come in the nick of time. I wouldn't let you down, Freakabazal. I'm sorry. It's Freakazy. Freakaby. No, Freakazoid. No, Freakazoid. No, Freakazoid. Freakazy. Freakabaloo. Mimala. No, said free, free, ka, ka, zoid, freakazy, no, freakazoid, freakazoid, stop. Uh, the lobe even points that out. Too. Yeah, he says, that's not a, that's not a sidekick, <laughs> that's your hand. <laughs> um, but clearly it's not, because uh, freakazoid can even drink water while Handman's talking. And uh, luckily Handman uh, uses his whole body to punch <laughs> Uh, the lobe in the face and knocks him into the guns and then the whole factory blows up and uh, that's it's not over because Handman has found a lover which <laughs> also looks kind of like Freakazoid's other hand but this one has a wig on it and they start kissing for a couple minutes. Is that minutes. a wig or is that is that her natural hair? I, I think it tell. might be I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Okay. <laughs> Can't, can um, never tell. And you know wouldn't you know it, they end up getting married Yes, I could see that hand man and hand girl were made for each other. Of course, I couldn't stand in their way. And while I may have been losing a sidekick, I knew I was gaining a daughter. Or the upper hand, or something, I don't know. Do you, hand man, take this hand to be your lawful wedded wife, to have and to hold till death do you part, or till some horrible accident with an electric can opener or a combine? I do. Me too. Uh, so that's how uh, Freakazoid loses his sidekick. That's why he doesn't have a sidekick. His best sidekick, of course. Um, and you would think it might end there with them getting married. But no, we're now on their honeymoon. 
and they're kissing and and for a very awkward time laying in bed together yes and kissing yes uh, there's like three minutes of kissing i think throughout this whole uh, pretty much yeah uh (laughs) and some awesome fireworks too. yeah we get live action fireworks um, stock footage and then it ends with uh, Freakazoid saying well I'm sure they'll have a happy life together unlike another couple I know and it focuses up on what looks like his feet but they're talking and yelling at each other and it's very funny and that's how it ends you are so cold so says the ice queen ice queen my foot exactly just stay on your own side of the bed will you don't start with me oh yeah let me tell you something <laughs> Yeah, and uh, there we go. Those, those lovely feet. <laughs> we get to hear Paul Ruggs. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five different voices that he did in this one Sick, scene. Well, yeah, are, did you, are you counting his priest's voice? Oh, well, that's like, true. Well, that's true. <laughs> he says an accent for Well, that's still Freakazoid just freakazoid. Uh, doing a priest's voice. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess you're right. Uh, there's only a couple real references in this. I mean, there's Senior Winces, who used to be on the Ed Sullivan show, used to have a character that was his hand. But uh, according to Paul Rugg on the uh, DVD, he's actually referencing the whole Frikazi, Frikaza, <laughs> you know, that whole bit thing going on. It's actually a Jerry Lewis bit. And if I can find a clip of uh, what that sounds like, I'll put it in right here. Now, when you get to the wardrobe department, you ask for the head, Mr. Babe Wozentor. Mr. B- who? Babe Wozentall. He's the head of the wardrobe. Ben Vanvinton. No. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I'll, I'll help you. Say, babe. Babe. Woz. Woz. And. And. All. All. Babe Wozentall. Ben Pavinton. No. Well, forget it. Just follow me. Ben Pavinton. Bo, 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 This part of the pilot episode, Paul Rugg has been noted as saying he knew that they could do anything they wanted to in this series when he saw that Tom wrote this and, and it just went on forever. Steven signed off on oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, when Steven signs off on, oh yeah, this is good. Do this. <laughs> just like, He's like, wow, we can do whatever we want in this show. Uh, because this, you think it's going to end and then it keeps going. <laughs> you think it's going to be a little bit of kissing, but it keeps going. You think it's, that you know, they're going to get married and and they could they could leave like they just go off in the car and the end but no we have to show the honeymoon and then we don't have to show they got married and had a honeymoon but we have to show them in bed together and then we not have to show them in bed together but we have to show the people the feet the feet fighting which each are other. very funny i think it's a great payoff uh, for and the end. Th- that's where we probably have the one other reference of note and that is uh uh that the foot voice of the of the girl right there is actually Paul Rugg's impression of Gene McCurdy. Don't start with me! Those are her references, and Kelly, what did you think of Handman? It, it was different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of reminded me when I was a kid, because I would draw little faces on my hand and, you know, have them talk, and I'd have my hands kiss and stuff, so I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, like, I actually did that as a kid. So it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, kind of. Uh, was it? Uh, there's a part in, um, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it. Maybe a little bit, but there's like the movie Hans Christian Andersen, where Danny Kay has like he does Thumbelina, and then there's this little bit where Thumbelina kisses 
his other thumb, and then there's two faces, and they they're dancing with each other. So it kind of reminded me of that kind of stuff too. This is very, it, you know, Freakazoid. <laughs> he's a silly guy, and I just uh, love the lobe as well. That's not a proper sidekick. That's just your hand. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It's just your hand, you simpleton. The Lobe was voiced by David Warner, and he played some other characters. I mean, he played Ross Al Ghul on Batman the Animated Series. But he's also, he was in a lot of serious films. Uh, I think he was in the, I think it's the Time Traveler, I want to, or the, or no, though Time After Time. I think that's what it is. <laughs> it was cool to see a, a serious actor acting silly, you know, basically saying, that's just Johan, just <laughs> Johan, stop it. Um, that's cute stuff. Uh, Nathan, what did you like about uh, this last segment? I just love the voice that uh, that Paul Rugg does for <laughs> So funny. Um, and yeah, it's a great uh, intro for Loeb. Um, makes you want to see him again. It's because he becomes basically a regular based on this segment, I think. Yeah. Um, in one of the Tumblr reference guides, it says that this might be based off the argument clinic uh, from... Monty Python, I could kind of see that maybe, but... I'm here to have an argument. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's... But, I mean, they're just having an argument, so it's kind of hard to say. It could be... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could kind of see that maybe it's maybe it's based off the argument sketch, but, nah, I don't know. I think it's just, yeah. it's just good stuff. And that pretty much does it for our episode. Now, there were two uh, gag credits, sort of. I mean, one says Weird Guy, and it says Emmett Nurvand as kind of a gag credit. And then it says Emmett Nervend. By the way, Kelly, just as another heads up, <laughs> every credit is going to have uh, a little thing of saying, find Emmett Nervend X amount of times in this episode. And today they said the Emmett Nervend could be found six times in this episode. Well, Do you have any idea who Emmett Nervend, this is a character that showed up six times in this, <laughs> it just, he never says anything in this series. He's just in the background. I'm not even or the say foreground, what he's, even or the foreground. Uh, do, you, do you have any idea who this guy might be? No. Okay. There's a weird guy with a strange smile, mm-hmm. and he's kind of reminds me of Hans Molman. He kind of looks like Hans Molman from The Simpsons, except if Hans Molman was just had a manic smile, and, yeah, and a huge head, <laughs> and is always facing in the same profile. Like mm-hmm. he never turns, his, he never moves. He very rarely moves, I should say. Yeah, I think he moves in the songs. Yeah, he's he isn't. He's in six times. I guess you can count six times because he's at the opening theme. He's in Dance of Doom, and then you can see him four times in the Freakazoid and Friends mm. uh, theme. Because I was like, I, you see him once in Dance of Doom, really obviously. I yeah, think, and then... I, they they count each time you see him in that. So it's another time. So there you go. That was. I liked those as a kid because you could watch, it made you rewatch the episode mm-hmm. and see where is this guy. You know, it was almost like Blue's Clues, sort of, right? Yeah, they had a little <laughs> snail in Blue's Clues. Right. Where's the snail? You know, they never talked about it, but it was just there. Yeah. And I think that even in um, Adventure Time, they even have a snail. Yeah, I think so. In Adventure Time, too, that you may never point out, but it's in every episode. Uh, so it's kind of a cool Easter egg to find Emmett Nervend uh, in this. So. We'll have to keep your eyes open for him and see if your count matches the the <laughs> end thing. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Freakazoid at the end says, <laughs> Wake up your folks and tell them you're hungry. Go! Which, that's that's funny. That's our first episode. And I think we should go ahead and get to our Water Tower rating. 
Well, what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many would you give this particular episode? Let's start... Ooh, I'm going to start with... Yourself? Well, I know what I'm going to give it. I want to know what you guys want. <laughs> Let's go with Nathan. What are you going to give it? Okay. Um, I'm going to go... I mean, it's... I'm, I'm going to say four water towers. Because I laughed a lot. But I can't give it, like, a five on the first episode. Because then you can't go higher than... You know, I'll say four. Okay. I really like it a lot. But, yeah. All right. Kelly, what did you think? Since it was my first, I really have no nothing to compare it to as far as <laughs> other episodes. Um, so I'll just give it a three, sort of a, a baseline. Yeah, that's good. Well, I'm going to give it a five. Because <laughs> wow. even, though, even though I think there are other episodes that are just as good as this one. I'm not saying they're better, but yeah, I'm saying... they probably are better ones, even. The, but well, but I love this one. It, I know. It, it's the like, thing is, my, my brain hits all the, you know, nostalgia marks for me, too. So it's really almost impossible for me to get this anything other than a five out of five. Uh, I, I It makes me laugh. I've seen it dozens and dozens of times, and it still makes me laugh. And I think that's a good sign that it's a five out of five for me. So a nice there split. I'm 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 glad that Kelly you didn't hate this one, right? I mean it's uh, it's definitely different, but I'm glad you didn't hate it. Which uh, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. I'm th- I'm thinking. Yeah, because if I did hate it, I would say so because I'm very honest. Oh yes, we know. <laughs> it had Steven Spielberg in it, so she couldn't hate it. Too yeah, exactly. Much. Well, I know you're gonna have to rewatch I didn't even it. See him, but well, you have to rewatch it, and then you'll give it a three and a half. I think. Probably. Yeah, you'll probably up it up at least a little. <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and before we close up shop, let's go ahead and get to some listener feedback. So Nathan, hit us with the listener feedback song. Do 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 do. Do listener feedback is this song is original by Nathan. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. First one here comes from Soundtrack Lover 2015 or 2015, however you want to say it. Soundtrack Lover says, listening on PodCoin and loving it. I just started listening to this podcast on PodCoin from episode one. I loved it. I've always enjoyed the Animaniacs since it aired on Kids WB. I really enjoy listening to how much fun they have. Being a trivia nut, I love the trivia throughout the episode. Stuff I already knew and new things too. I can't wait to hit I can't wait to hear more. Five stars. Thank you so much. Uh, soundtrack lover, and we love soundtracks too. I, I'm assuming <laughs> Soundtrack Lover 2015 must love John Williams. I would hope so. And speaking of soundtracks, uh, soundtrack news uh, and music in general, we have some Animaniacs news to throw in real quick. Steve and Julie Bernstein, who did compositions for not only Animaniacs, but also for Freakazoid, have been hired on the Animaniacs 2020 reboot. And uh, how do we know that? Well, because Steve Bernstein said so on his Facebook page. (laughs) You know how when you get a new job and you say, like, so-and-so, I just started working at blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He actually put down, I started working at Warner Brothers Animation for the Animaniacs 2020. I was like, oh, I had right. to sign an NDA and I'm everything. like, I hope you didn't <laughs> sign an NDA, Steve, because yikes. But uh, so Steve and Julie Bernstein uh, appear to both be working 
on the Animaniacs reboot. So that is very good news. That's that's uh, that's the first really good news I've heard in a while. I think for the reboot because there really yeah. hasn't been that Nothing much news. confirmed. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of rumors that the voice and, actors like, uh, heavily implied and heavily implied that the voice <laughs> actors will be back. But again, uh, no official announcements. Okay, we have one more review, and uh, we, I'm surprised we haven't read this one yet. Uh, this came about a month ago from uh, Cameron, and uh, Cameron's been listening to our show for a long time, and she finally got around, finally got around, to leaving us a review on <laughs> on iTunes. Well, we're finally getting around to reading, to reading it. it. So, so I guess we're even, Cameron, <laughs> whatever. She says, fun podcast, and this is from Yes We Cam 98 a.k.a. Cameron. And Cameron says... Awesome podcast from the three second-best Animaniacs fans. The first being me, of course. Ha-ha. <laughs> she put a little sly face. I don't know what that's called. Smirk. Smirk. Smirk face. <laughs> I love how they explain all the pop culture references on the show since I'm young, and I don't know much about old people movies. Burn. Burn. That's why we didn't read that. Jeez. <laughs> old people movies. P.S. This is weird, but I think I saw someone who looked exactly like Joey at Animaniacs Live in Tucson over, a little over a year ago. Wink face. <laughs> and that's true. And Cameron, what? I, mean, I met Cameron. You saw someone that looked like Cameron. So was... I saw someone look like Cameron, coincidentally. I actually met uh, Cameron right uh, at Tucson Comic-Con before uh, the Randy Rogel panel. And I saw her. She was wearing an Animaniac shirt, and I'm such a I'm such a promoter of the podcast. If I <laughs> see somebody with an Animaniacs related anything, I'm going to hand them a business card. Right? I got them in my wallet, ready to go. So I see her, and I'm like, "Oh, here, Animaniacs. Do you like Animaniacs?" And she's like, "Joey," and I'm like, "Yes." And she goes, and I found out it was Cameron. So I was so excited. Awesome. Met her right there. And uh, I gave her a card anyway. I was like, sure, you can have a card. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, saw her later in uh, the audience for Animaniacs Live, a.k.a. Animaniacs in Concert. And I recorded some audio of her. Unfortunately, I recorded it with a horrible uh, voice recorder that was brand new. And so the audio sounded horrible. So we never heard her on the show. <laughs> but this kind of goes into a promotion that we nathan and i are excited about nathan what is going on at the end of may that oh. our listeners might hopefully be interested in all right well if you're in the phoenix area um if you've heard of fan fusion which i have never heard of before have you heard of phoenix comic-con yes okay this is the, this is it okay new name i'm gonna call it comic-con but it's actually <laughs> fan fusion phoenix fan fusion yes. um joey and i will be at the Phoenix Comic Con and Fusion, Phoenix Comic Con and Fusion, <laughs> and we'll be discussing. We'll be doing a panel there on uh, the Saturday, I believe. Yeah, it was that Saturday, May twenty fifth. I think is what the thing is. We May twenty fifth, spot too, ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, so get there early. <laughs> uh, of course, all you know, t- you know, subject to change. I'm sure you know, yeah. but because uh, they haven't released the official uh, thing, but we have been told. Uh, that at least that is our spot as of right now. So we should have an Animaniacs panel. We're going to talk about our podcast. We'll, we'll do a live show. We'll do a live show. So if you are listening to us and you're in the Phoenix area, buy your tickets for Phoenix Fan Fusion now. Tickets go up in price starting April 12th. 
So you have a little bit of time to get your ticket purchased before they go up in price. It's a lot of fun. Phoenix Fan Fusion each year gets a lot of great celebrities. As far as right now, I don't think there's too many. Uh, the only voice actor I know, and I'm horrible with a lot of voice actors' names, so I don't know his name, but I do know he's the voice of Finn from Adventure Time. Oh, he'll be I there. like him. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, and there's also going to be some Star Wars people there too, which I check out. Like that's awesome. So Billy D. Williams is going to be there, and Ray Park, of course, aka Darth Maul, is going to be there. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, is going to be there. I'm excited awesome. that. Uh, and let's see, Prince Humperdinck, aka and uh, the voice of Jack Skellington, mm-hmm. whoever that actor is, I forget his name Chris, too. Chris Sarandon. Thank you very much. He'll be there. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else? Oh yeah, Elijah Wood is going to be there, and will be there, and will be there signing <laughs> autographs. We cost. Uh, you know what? The cele- most celebrities pay. You have to pay them thirty, forty, sometimes seventy bucks for an autograph yeah. or more. Nathan and I will do it for free. We'll mention this podcast. Yeah. We'll charge you about 50 bucks per business card we give you. Yeah. Uh, we'll put it on your bill. But other than that, uh, <laughs> it will be completely free. i got to make money on this podcast somehow. <laughs> somehow. Nathan. I don't know. Somehow we got to do it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so head on over to Phoenix Fan Fusion and uh, check it out. It should be a lot of fun, and we hope to see you there. Well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online? They can find me on Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. And Nathan, what about you? Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, DjangoFT, that's me. As for the Animaniacast, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and some other things, I'm sure, that I never <laughs> go to, but we're probably on there too. Uh, but a great place to head is actually our Discord channel, which is discord.animaniacast.com. And that way you could talk to us, plus you can also talk to hosts and writers uh, from RetroZap. We are a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network. RetroZap is a great place to go to if you're looking for great podcasts, great articles on, you know, pop culture in general, and really just any kind of thing that you're into that's nerdy or geeky is uh, is over there at RetroZap.com. So head over there today and you won't be disappointed. You can also subscribe to the RetroZap podcast feed on your favorite podcast player. Ooh. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying, Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Another job well done thanks to Handman. I love you!